Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bala here is a performer. Uh, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you a professional, professional. professional review on Drag, Drag Race, Race UK, UK versus, versus the world. world. The promo. With Joe Howard, part two. Part so, two. let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GT Podcast. Clank. Clank. Without further ado, here you go. All right, the next queen we are going to discuss is Monique Hart from the USA. Well, she's been uh, rebranded. She's been rebranded as she Mo Hart. Now, Mo Tom, Hart. do you have her look open? I do. What and are I, our thoughts? I, I will say somebody who I've also posted within the past couple of days, and Mo um, actually replied and said that the reference was accurate. So um, the look is a golden angel look, which is based on Wonder Woman's uh Golden Armor, which featured in the 1980, was it 1984, 1985? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So she took, she did actually take. She said, hashtag facts. This did inspire my look in reply to my post. So um, it is a Wonder Woman inspired. But I love the Nefertiti headdress as well. I think she's stunning, top to toe. I love it. Now, the thing about her that I've always been confused by is because the the brown cow reference. Mm -hmm. I thought was about vitiligo. I thought it was about mm. the fact that having vitiligo as a person of color yes. looked patchwork as in the cow. And that was the reason why she came out with the brown cow thing. But they never introduced that into the show because I believe she does have vitiligo on her face, which she I also have, a, have a, vitiligo. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. My dad had vitiligo and he's oh. more olive skin than me, but mm. it's, it, it's something that I clocked when I was watching her do her makeup in the first season she was on. And I thought, is yeah. that what the brow cow thing? Like Winnie Harlow's done something similar when it comes to actors around Vitiligo, Michael Jackson yeah. had Vitiligo and Blue mm -hmm. Skin, et cetera, et cetera. So I didn't understand why they didn't actually exploit that and explain that as her story moment on the show. Yeah. Because they seem to take everyone's moment, even if you're heterosexual, as some sort of <laughs> shocking <laughs> reveal. <laughs> Just to drop so there. there. Just so you all know, yeah. Yeah. even the straights get it. So uh, why can't she? Yes. Yeah, exactly. It played off as like a comedic um, moment, wasn't it? Because she came out in giraffe and she was like, right. I thought it's brown cow. Stunning. <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. i didn't know maybe this is my imagination going wild but anyway i do see the gal Gadot version of wonder woman i mm. see the reference i think that it's it's giving me very pharaoh tea i think that that's yes. very much um old school sacat yes warrior war goddess lion oh. head Fabulousness. Mm. Could you hold my tongue? One of those Galliano for Dior. Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? You, yeah. you are fabulous. You're yeah. very much a, a valued, valued. Thank you. You're Thank a valued you. member of our You know, Tom, it would be nice if I could hear you say that. <laughs> you know, just once, just once. Well, you'll, you'll be waiting a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with that Egyptian theme, there's a touch of the kind of like Galliano for Dior Egyptian. Yes. vibe as yes. well yeah, yeah yeah but stunning um i'd like to know your opinion on mohart's makeup actually joe um i think that she doesn't offer any highlight in her lower face so yes. i think she's still got the curse of being a plus size queen because she mm -hmm. actually lost a lot of weight before she went on drug race yeah she was a plus size boy then became a skinny girl mm -hmm. and she's constantly narrowing the face now the proportions when you look in the mirror is different to when you actually look um on tv because mm. i don't know if you've ever seen an article where they show you 
a very small camera lens versus a widescreen lens. And on a widescreen lens, which they use on TV, it spreads your face out more. Yeah. Do you know this? Have you seen yeah. this? The, the different aperture the way that you look. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you look more like is the, it, is the, this you know, those happening right holes. now with this MacBook? <laughs> well, because no, I, no, I, I feel I like... Look like a, I look like a goldfish on the iPhone cameras because <laughs> it makes the middle of your face bigger. Mm. Whereas when you're on a bigger camera, it spreads you out. You look more like um, a flat. Your face looks more flat than... Can, that is, there's a whole science behind this. It's to do with the, the amount of light let into the lens. But I think she looks in the mirror and thinks, I need to narrow my face. Mm. So she brings highlight to the top of her face, and I think it looks beautiful. But when you see her in the actual full cast show, you notice that her lower face cheekbone down doesn't have any difference here. Yeah, She's a skinny girl now. She can afford to put some highlight there. She's not going to make her look like she's got a wide jawline. She's, she's gorgeous. She's I actually think got that a she fat does a good bone job. structure, hasn't she? Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And I think that she just needs to, to work more so. It is difficult. Because, well, when you film yourself on a YouTube thing, you get different perspectives. You look in your iPhone and you think you look weird. You look in your mm. mirror, you think you look fab. You look on the computer <laughs> and you look like Jabba the Hutt. So it's like... <laughs> You go around the you go around the whole storyline of like which one is actually the one I look like, but the bigger camera is closer to our eye. The yeah. answer so usually it, is difficult. which camera I look the best in. Mm. <laughs> I believe <laughs> the reflection that I feel makes me look the best, and it's yeah. my reality. I agree with that. Right? That's my that's <laughs> my truth. The other queen from USA is Juju B. Now Juju B was mm. on season two UK yeah. uh, All Stars one. All Stars Five, um, Drag You, Queens of, Queens the, world. of the Universe. Yeah. Um, any other special mentions? Um, I think she had a World of Wonder couple of shows on the YouTube as well. Yeah. So she she is officially kind of like the most featured artist, isn't she? In Drag Race, and the, the standout in the trailer, she's number. She's the last one. She is, she is. Now, Juju mm-hmm. B, I think, is one of those girls who just has effortless charm. She oozes charisma. We love to mm-hmm. see her. I find it so interesting that she's the girl who is, you know, this, like, I think technically, technically, if you're talking, like, in really technical terms, she's, like, your fourth chance girl. No girl has had that many, like, official turns on a proper Drag Race franchise. What do you think of that, mm-hmm. Joe? I think she's interesting. What's her boy name? Fish Tank? <laughs> it was Airline. 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 <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. I knew it was an obscure name. It's just unusual. Um, I just, I just think she's fabulous. But I think had she not had a best friend affiliation with RuPaul's makeup artist, maybe she wouldn't be invited frequently. I mean, the, the queens that I would like to see come back and time and time again are people like Tammy Brown. Oh, my gosh. Let's start Tammy a conversation Brown, about the these Browns, queens. By the way, yes, <laughs> I watch it with Kelly Mantle as well. And what a fabulous actor is Kelly Mantle, doesn't she? Need a, what, what do they use? Redemption. Oh, oh. yes, redemption. Why are they she bringing these these iconic why can't queens we, back? Why can't we have the, the like first or second mm-hmm. out season ASAP? So because he's Kelly Mantle win it, frankly. I think she, because she was the reason why the Oscar changed the gender category. Yes. She had yeah. an Oscar nomination for um, 
a movie she did with that strange man with the jaw that doesn't quite attach to his face. It was in Celebrity <laughs> Big Brother. I forget his name, but he oh Gary Boosie, like a, a grisly Gary Boosie, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a grisly cowboy with a love jaw. <laughs> Bless his heart. Um, I don't know if there's a disease there. So if, if to the disease nations, I apologise. That's not my intention. Um, it, I, I just think that Jujo, she is a beautiful queen. She's a talented queen. But you either have the drive to do it or you don't. And mm-hmm. this is the thing. Like Ty, I met Tyra Sanchez before the controversy about drag culture. Oh. My lovely friend Vinny, you may have seen on Botched. Wanted to be the gender-free alien. Oh, yeah, um, Vinny, the alien chappy. Yeah, yeah, the alien person. He yeah, was yeah. one of my first ever supporters on YouTube. Made a video at the very beginning of my career celebrating me. And Botch originally wanted to include me in his segment. Mm. So I had to sign a release about using my photographs on Botch because he wanted to talk about his inspos. And he yeah. was assistant to Tyra Sanchez. Really? So when I went to the first dra- yes. And when I went to um, DragCon the first time, Mm-hmm. I was blown away by how quiet, gentle, and focused and together, not mm-hmm. just through the Instagram and world lens, but actually in person, beautiful, yeah. Tyra Sanchez was. Now, oh, yeah. the weight of the fan base has changed the perception of her to mm-hmm. such an extreme cancellation, if you will. Completely, completely. It's not that these are the people that I'd like to see a redemption. I'd like to see why there was a crazy moment, why this happened, why they didn't mm-hmm. get the exactly. The, do, you, do you get what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's not just no. about like giving people that you like a second chance to win a silly prize that they just yeah. probably don't get. Joe, you should just be the third participant on this podcast because we align on so many opinions. I would like to do this. I would like to do this. I'll give you, I'll give you the tea. Yeah, we might, we might, we might force you back. But I mean, we've been saying that about Tara mm. for so long, and just how much the the fandom, who we feel, a, a lot of the fandom or the loud ones, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. young, young teens or young viewers who don't really understand the pastimes and the history and the culture. Mm-hmm. So they're very quick to attack things without fully yet understanding. I think I'm right. trying to understand it very like a key thing that's missing, I think is this idea of nuance and that there are shades of gray right. that, you know, we, we, the same person can do wonderful things as does like something that's like, you know, in the moment, a bit angry or impulsive and uh, you know, people might not take too kindly to. And I think the, the Tyra, she, she really became an early victim of the fan base because she, she was forced to react to very negative perceptions of her you know raven was robbed all that stuff raven's a wonderful queen but raven was not robbed. She got an emmy. exactly raven she doesn't robbed. care raven doesn't care she got about an emmy. and tyra smashed season two there's no disputing her win and yet right I think the weight of racism and other factors just pushed her into this very defensive position where she made some decisions that she probably regrets now but Mm-hmm. You know, the, the poor girl was just crushed. And it's so sad to see that we don't really see her included anymore. Yeah. Right. And she had carried the weight of having a child. Yes. She had a child. It wasn't just her endangered, as if you're a drag queen living in a house there in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. She actually had to take care of a little one who was blossoming as a result of her parentage. It's very yeah. difficult to finance 
a child's mm-hmm. life, let alone mm-hmm. your own drag career, when you're discarded by a community that became mm-hmm. systematically racist. Absolutely. And I'm sorry, they didn't take enough action until quite recently. And they said in a, in a commercial break, am I mistaken, where they actually said the abuse of our queens of colour is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's been too little too late. I'm sorry, but this. This has been going on since the very beginning. The the people that have been given the support by World of Wonder, given the shows, have mostly been white or Mm -hmm. white passing. It's not been given the same platform. And and if you don't get your side of the story across and you're edited, like, for example, I said said a very silly joke about Blue, Blue, Heidegger. What's her name? Blue Hydrangea. Hydrangea. (laughs) If you cut out the fact that I said I respect her completely, I've just been saying about what I thought about a creative Mm -hmm. point of view. Mm-hmm. You can make me look like I was saying nothing but naughty things about her, which is not my intention. <laughs> I can tell someone that they're making a mistake and still send them love. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Ex- exactly. And I don't they give people that chance. Absolutely. But, but I also feel that sometimes younger people don't understand that you can still respect someone, even though you don't see them in the same light that others do mm-hmm. i can still that's critique so someone i can still critique you but i still have a lot of respect for you yeah. and i think that's the basis of our podcast is yeah you know, we're we're first and foremost super fans and we we understand <laughs> that they're there as you know entertainment and artists but we don't like encourage any hate mm-hmm. at all mm. we, we we don't like that we don't like that that whole cancel culture and all of that which is why we're happy that podcasts seem to have a more um, mature audience. And if not if not an actual chronologically older person, younger people with a bit of a more fair-minded mindset, because obviously it's a sweeping generalization to say that young people all think the same, but it does seem to be you know quite common among the, the very young fans of the franchise. And I think life teaches you really, as you get older, to have more nuance in the way that you see people and see the world you know, move away from black and white thinking, see the shades of grey in people. That's really, really important when, right. when appreciating these queens who are phenomenally talented. They're going on a show, sharing their talents with us, and they might get a bit of a shady edit. And does that represent them as a person? No, it doesn't. Well, that's why I said earlier in the podcast that I was mm. invited to mm. audition when I've got nothing to do with drag in the sense of the show. I don't, yes. this is not a disguise I'm wearing for a costuming. Of this course, is me. Of course. Mm. It, which is a different, if I was going to do a presentation look, maybe, because there has been a few trans people in the last couple of seasons in America, but it's like they, there was going to be some sort of predisposed storyline there. Yeah, totally. And I, and the most bizarre thing is if you ask anyone I've worked with as a makeup artist from the show, they will tell you that JoJo is professional on the ball kindest person ever will put themselves out give money to people that need it etc etc i'm not like why would you ever think that it would be appropriate to put me in a situation where i could ever look like a rival to someone when i want to support if so if i don't get on with someone i assume they're going through something even worse than i can Mm -hmm. imagine so i want to support them even more i will even if you if if, if i've always been taught this like if someone's being shady and it's not like a fun combative wit thing with your bigger sister or yeah. your community. Just send them love because they are going through something that's causing that. It's never coming from nothing. And I, I think with Tyra, for example, we were just chatting about, there was obviously something, I, I assume financial with a little baby, mm-hmm. the fear of the little baby not being supported, That that is a fear that can cause anyone 
to go a little cuckoo on social media. Absolutely. And if you've got a platform, that might be a reason for such. And I'm forgiving of that, even if you go to the extreme of saying something radical. It, it, and I've said this before on another podcast with the Feast of Fun mm-hmm. podcast. I, I've said that I just think that the weight of being on that TV show as a winner, but also being reminded all the time that someone else on the same show was chosen more than you by the public. Yeah. And again, there's that racial prejudice figuring in there as well, isn't there? And I love what you're saying there about kind of like the origin, you know, if it doesn't feel like fun shade and it feels like meanness, it's it's that kind of like hurt people, hurt people thing. That's so true. It's trying to recognize that. Learned that from Arrested Development, actually. (laughs) What hurt people wow. hurt? Yeah, hurt. I never learned it in my psychiatry. I know like, it's from I Tara. thought you said herpes causes herpes. Then I was like, my God, my ears. <laughs> well, that's, that's true. That is true. Oh, that's that true. Hurt people, herpes. Yeah. yeah, herpes hurt people. Um, so yeah, <laughs> little little. Uh... Let's, let's circle on back to Juju. So we haven't talked about Juju B's look. <laughs> She's giving me. Um, I, 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 it's not that kind of like you know close to it, but she reminded me of Zendaya wore that like uh, sort of leather effect kind of Balmain look recently. That was yes, kind, it kind of reminds me. Of, yes, yes, it reminds me a little of that. Um, I love the big hair; it's very drag hair. She's got a different corset to what she wore on the last All Stars. She's nipped in from the ribcage down. Mm. I think she used to wear those old school corsets. There's a couple of different corsets. Because like a queen like me, you can't wear the hourglass corsets because I'm too tall. It cuts me off under the ribcage, not on the ribcage. Okay. She's she's getting the corset. And I, I believe that that dress has got boning in it, uh-huh. which means that it takes you down from the ribcage. It doesn't cut you in in that little bit under the ribcage. Because you know okay. everyone can feel under their ribcage. There's like yeah. a bit you can squeeze in. There's also a bit above it. Yeah, the the upper the lower part of the ribcage can be narrowed mm-hmm. when you put the boning in the dress and you put the hourglass corset in. I think she's got that one. Um, I think you're completely right. It's very Olivier Balmain. Um, mm-hmm. the is that pheasant feathers? I believe so. Yeah, I it's interesting. So. Um, it's like the beautiful ballet campaigns when they introduce the nudes of all mm-hmm. colors. Yeah, they reintroduce nude as as nude of any skin tone. Yeah, it gives me that. It's giving me that. But Thierry Mugler did that back in the day with the feathers. Have to say, absolutely. God rest his soul. It's very pretty. Gosh. His his. I've got to say, kind of Mugler. Like I must say, he must be the most often referenced designer on Drag Race. Mm-hmm. With Barna. Well, Azadine Alaya was actually working for Mugler at one point. He. Because Mugler came out in the late 70s. Mm. He didn't come out in the 80s, which people often misunderstand. So he was actually part of, of the the type of creative that's a polymath, like Stephen Mizell. Stephen Mizell wasn't just a photographer. He was a beauty. He could have been doing the makeup like Way Bandy was part of the Avedon crew. Mm-hmm. All of these people that have been part of fashion, um, they can do multiple things. They don't just come up with prospects fashion to sell they actually want to make things that don't exist already yes. and Mugler was someone that wanted to recreate his own desires so it was fascinating to me as an older man because he recently sold the company to um because it was originally by Clarence Clarence did the perfume mm-hmm. and then I worked with him when it was under Clarence and then L'Oreal took over the Mugler fragrances about three years ago and they had a whole new team 
And that was the beginning of the renovation of me growing the public eye because L'Oreal was involved with the fragrance. They went to sell the fragrance, et cetera, et cetera. And Kim at the Met Gala. Yes. Um, so during the time where um, Gaga was doing the work with Nicola Formicelli and she yep. came out and they tried to do a re- renovation, it, it wasn't hitting the tone of the time. People didn't get what it was all about. People mm-hmm. didn't understand that he was actually out much, much earlier than yes. those 80s looks. Yes, he was actually yes. doing this before. Um, because his 25-year anniversary show was in the 90s. Yeah. So it's not like that was his first show. <laughs> that Absolutely. was his Silver Jubilee. I, I only found so, that out a short while ago as well. And that's that shocked me because, as you say, he's so mm-hmm. associated with that kind of like 80s power dressing silhouette exactly. kind of thing. But yes, exactly. And I think the when I found out about it was when I learned that um, you mentioned Joey Arias earlier was wearing sure. Mugler alongside. Oh, there was another iconic Connie queen. girl. Yes. Connie in Girl the, is the trans queen from Boy yes. Bar back in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in the Bowie video, which was really the late 70s. And I thought, wow, Mugler stretches back that far. Oh, in the 70s, Klaus Nomi. Yes, Klaus Nomi, exactly. Klaus Thank Nomi. you so much, Joe. Yeah, Tom, yeah, yeah. Klaus Nomi, obviously. <laughs> Klaus Nomi and Joey I Harris mean, were in the, I think it, it was an American TV performance of like TV 15. It was Saturday Night Live. There we go. It was Saturday Night yeah. Live. Yeah. And yeah. Bowie had them as the background singers yes. too. I think it was his Ziggy Stardust performance. Yeah. But it, it, he just was, he was extraordinary in so many ways. And I think that his designs, it's similarly to Vivian Westwood, who is sort of of the same calibre, in my opinion. They change the way we look at the world without us understanding it came from them. Mm. And it's not the same as things like Versace. It's not the same as even McQueen and Galliano, because you know their looks. You can identify things about each designer. They have a signature you can see. that We no longer know the signature because it's become part of the mainstream yes it's infiltrated and that is that is a that's a thing that's rare to do but the thing that i was fascinated by because i don't know if you've ever tried the Sierra Mugler perfumes with the boy perfume angel men amen i actually haven't no well in the packaging is a um comic book mm-hmm. it's part of because the original angel fragrance was actually built over this the scene of a um an outside festival so it's the patchouli that's meant to represent the crunched grass, the toffee apple, the sweets. Are meant to, it's like the, the carnival. It's a carnival and a fragrance. That's what Angel was. And it was the first gourmand, which means edible um, notes, no floral. It was completely mm-hmm. things you could eat. Um, he developed a male version with tobacco and vanilla put in and cigarettes because um, mm-hmm. it's slightly different to actually the flower tobacco and leather. And he, does, he put an implant in his nose to look like the character he drew in the comic book that comes with every fragrance. That's so interesting. I I, I always thought it he became the design. I always he thought he became like, the design. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting because I always thought he was modeling himself after a kind of Tom of Finland kind of look. He he was there doing it. He was yeah. doing Tom of Finland. He was he, Absolutely. he didn't. They were equivalencies. They weren't yes. different. He he became the robot in the if you look at the AMN comic books, mm. it's exactly what he became. And he obviously, I think there was a lot of siliconization. Not that I know that from the tea, but looking downstairs, <laughs> now the beer can below your limbs, maybe <laughs> a giveaway in that, in that case. <laughs> but, um, 
I will say no more. Rest <laughs> in peace. The, the, man friend, but... <laughs> Absolutely. He lived a life, didn't he? He lived his, his life and Wonderful. he loved his life and he's an inspiration. Let's take a trip to Canada. Now <laughs> <laughs> we're crossing the pond, Joe. We're crossing Let's the pond. Let's take a trip to okay, Canada. Okay. And uh Jimbo. We have to start with Jimbo. So Joe, are you familiar um, with, with uh Drag Race the first season of Drag Race Canada? Yes. Yeah. I really think that Stacey McKenzie was robbed of the crown. I think she was the only <laughs> redeeming quality in that entire season. Oh, Stacey um, was lovely, lovely gal. <laughs> she's a she's a super she was in Fifth Element and she was she a was. first game model. She's the McDonald's yeah. girl, wasn't she? She was. She yes. was. I, I thought that season was extremely odd in so many ways. I think that Jeffrey Bonham Carter, yeah. Carter. <laughs> um, I got I got there. There's two names that stay with me in the last one slip. Um I think he was being fed lines, and I think that it looked like he was being fed lines. And he's I think actually, that a lot of silly people thought he was telling his opinion. <laughs> he's, he's actually said since then that he was basically told to play a sassy Michelle Visage-esque part, and he right. regrets it in retrospect and that's that was his reason for not returning for season two yeah would that make sense i don't think he probably had a choice to turn to season two after the reception but i think that he probably played the wrong card there he should have just said nice things that weren't cathy because yeah. it, did, it didn't make sense what he was saying it wasn't consistent it didn't mm-hmm. hold a string that connected episode to episode it, it felt like he was being told to read, not to analyze. To judge. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I watched it and I thought it was, because Canada has got such a wealth of culture that we, Mm. I think, miss out. And I think that older queen, this French Canadian, I think she spoke a little bit more. She represented, she was a proper queen. Right. She, I I was impressed with her. Um, Lemon, I believe her name was, is one of the New York queens. Was she in? She was a New York queen, right? She was kind of like crossing the Niagara sort of queen, wasn't she? I think. I think she she, she cut yeah. her teeth in New York. She did her yeah. her, her kind studying. of coming out with New York. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because she she knew American drag more than the rest of them, and she knew how to play social media before she even participated. She knew what to say to make people remember certain colors. She went with yeah. a brand identity. She That's knew what she was doing, and I thought that was impressive. And she's on this season. Too, she is. Mm. Yeah. Even with that brand identity, I love what you're saying there because she walked in with that uh, guape inspired Rihanna coat, didn't she? The grand yellow kind of floor right. length coat and the omelette. Yes, the omelette. <laughs> yes. And, she, and she she worked that that color palette throughout. And I think, yeah, it's so interesting to you say that about like her new New York roots because I almost felt like she was almost like a mini. Not that I want to like compare queen to queen, but I almost got like an Aquaria-esque flavor off her at times. Just that sure. she kind of she was like a dancer. She did fashion um, and a similar sort of silhouette or something, I guess. But um, should we talk about Lemon now then? Because yeah. we've got her here. Yeah. And what do you think of her look, Joe? Um, I think that she is continuing what she's built. Mm-hmm. I think that the look is modern. I like the up to, if I'm up looking at the right lemon. Up to, <laughs> in the words of Chad Michael. It's not an up don't. It's not an up don't. Some <laughs> of them say, I don't know what they attach the wig with, but it starts looking like you're wearing a helmet with a sort of extreme tentacle coming out. But <laughs> it, I I do think that she's interesting. Um, 
I, I thought it was fascinating because they kind of positioned her as the twink that everyone fancied on the main show, mm. on the Canada show, right? They had this whole dialogue about how someone was envious of her body type or something like this. I think it was like I Rita think fancied her or Rita something. had a thing for yeah. her. Right, yeah. right. I don't think that that would have transpired on any other franchise. I think that was uh, <laughs> that was the editing decision yeah. of a Canadian <laughs> producer. I mean, it was no shade. But she reminds me of one of the characters from the Moomins, like a child from the Moomins. Love um, that reference. Yeah. The Moomins. And I, I, I think she's entertaining. And she, she can dance. She has a lovely smile. And that's my end of my opinion. I don't <laughs> yeah. know about her. <laughs> I, I love the um i think it looks very like clash of the titans isn't it she looks like there's this kind of like greek goddess kind of vibe now i know paolo is a fan of her vocal prowess well no i just like her rap like she did a, a rap on the show she's done a rap with priyanka the um was it pulling up in a sri lanka was it that kind of rap <laughs> it was it was on that, that level that yes Yes. She did a horrible reference when Wendy, Wendy from the Housewives was like, "Oh yeah, I love Nikki." She pulled up in the Sri Lanka. Oh, Paolo is a Nikki Take fan a as well. I'm a Nikki fan. I'm a Cardi fan, and now I'm a Lemon fan. I think her rap, yeah. especially on um, Priyanka's, I think she outshone Priyanka's song with her rap, which is embarrassing for Priyanka, <laughs> but for Lemon, I mean, that's what that's what you call a lead, isn't it? It's what you could lead. I like her hair. Hell, her hell, her hell. I really like. We love her I hell. Think she's gonna bring. Uh, hopefully, she's um gonna bring a lot of that to the show. But I like the long braid because it. There's, she's got like this diamonds studded through it, um, which you could see in the promo. That's what I like. That's yeah. what I, I like that they've got a purple iridescent, which doesn't just make it look beige and gold. Mm. I like the purple. I like the shine. What like about Jimbo's in the video? Look? It reflects a bit purple. Yeah. Oh, Jimbo. So Jimbo is the oldie clown with the titties, right? Yes, I, I'm going to say from the outset, yeah. I stand Jimbo, and I rarely, rarely ever say a queen was robbed. But this girl was done dirty on season one of Candace Drag Race. I think that she sold the show. She was the only redeeming quality. There was also there was also <laughs> a beautiful, um, I believe, Caribbean queen um, who was oh. respected in the industry. Oh. Was good. I like oh, Anastasia. Anastasia Anakwe, who is the pageant winner and an amazing seamstress. No, 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 not the Jamaican queen. Not the Jamaican no, queen. Tainomi Banks. I like her. Tainomi Banks. Amazing too, yeah. She gave me confidence that she did it before. She, I liked her and I liked Jimbo. If I, I liked Jimbo from that season. If I were to personally pick two queens from Canada season one, it'd be Jimbo and Anastasia Anakwe, who I think deserves a redemption beyond belief. But right that's, that's for another time but let's let's focus on jimbo because this girl i think is a real contender and if she's not in the top four i'll be shocked she's she's funny she's funny she's funny she's a <laughs> costume designer <laughs> her looks, well, the thing is can i ask you about amazing. her makeup because i think during the show mm. even i don't know makeup i think during the show she was critiqued heavily by the judges and by you tom about her oh. makeup skills. <laughs> I, I'm not an MUA. Okay. You, yeah, you weren't an MUA, and yet you still went in. You went in. What? Well, no, I don't think it's no. her makeup. I think it's just her face. 
No. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> you put makeup in a pig, it's still a pig, right? No. So, oh, no, um... I like pigs. I like no. pigs. <laughs> the thing is, the makeup that we see on her now is not the makeup that was on her during the season. Remember that? Um, remember that, that, that scene where she wasn't mm. glamorous? Was she? And oh. they're in, they went mm. in on her makeup. I think they went in on her makeup quite a lot. That it's, I think that was actually her most glamorous makeup look as well, which is the iron. I think I remember what you. I think I remember. I think that she just she she followed tutorials. She was mm. a clownish performer that knew how to perform. Yes, she did drag to become a drag race contestant because she was a. I was going to use the fag word, but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> She was a, she was a gay that wanted you to get on, on the show. TV. That's okay, Joe. <laughs> I, well, I don't I don't want the children to, to tell me off. Um, I I respect her. I think she she was the shining light in that show. She made me laugh more with the the fake breast bib thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you're right in 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 the fact that she has changed her makeup. It now is elevating her eyes. It's not mm-hmm. just the blueprint. She knows what works for her. Yeah. Um, and she just reminds me of like there's something about her that gives me Joan Rivers. I don't know what it is in the face. There's, there's well, a she, slight she Joan Rivers her, twin. She did, did her in the snatch game, didn't she? Oh, did she? This has lost my memory. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's okay. You miss your mother. Smell my fingers, Joe. It's okay to delete oh. broad swathes of Drag Race Canada season one, but she the, her only challenge win was the mm-hmm. snatch game. But she deserved, if you ask me, at least four wins. I think so too. I like the first thing where she did the photo shoot. That's the one that I yes. was reminded by. She was she let um, go like a method actor. And yes. It was like she had it confidence. Was... It was real. And she was in it that was almost... Real. It was a real... Like, you see a lot of the queens put on a show and you know that they're putting mm-hmm. on. Mm. But when she... Like, for me, I wasn't completely sold when she walked in. But when she was on that iceberg mountain yeah. and then that fan went on <laughs> and she just went off like that. I, I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's not, some, yeah. that's not someone who's just <laughs> screaming to scream. She was method. She was in it, and it was. And that made it, I think I was sold from there on. And then she's got so much to remember. Mm. She's got her snatch game. She's got mm-hmm. the "It's my special day" so that she's got on. Talk about a queen with so many memorable moments from that season. That denim look that she didn't oh, win that kind season. Of Lee Bowery esque like denim look. Yes, so yes, good. that was good. It was white contacts, right? White with the dots. Yeah. Yeah, and she was in like this I, yes. top to toe, like flare leg denim with an up pony, like a high pony. So, so I remember. good. And like, for my personal taste, I'm a bit of a Jimbo stan, so I'm a bit biased, but I, I even think the mm-hmm. episode where she left wasn't deserved. Like, Priyanka was given such... Priyanka's turned out to be like a really wonderful queen who like has that charisma and that it factor, but she was mm-hmm. favoured in her season. And Jim, like, Priyanka was given a pass for making like this, basically like sticking stuff to a corset and making a really like ropey, like pseudo cage train sort of thing and jimbo made this elaborate like yeti queen kind of narnia kind of look and like she was putting the bottom too it was like why do you hate jimbo Jimbo it's difficult because when sorry go ahead go ahead Uh, she jimbo did say um after the show Mm -hmm. that there was a lot of bias because a lot of the queens who were on the show the judges knew 
the judges right. knew a lot of the queens on the show. The Toronto and, queens. Yes, but no one, Jimbo was new to the scene. So she did she did say that she felt like other people were getting favored above her because mm-hmm. they had a personal relationship with her, mm-hmm. with um right. with the queens, whereas she was this brand new person. So she kind of felt in some way ousted to the back on mm-hmm. a lot of occasions. I think you picked up on something so clear that they knew um, Priyanka as a mm-hmm. TV presenter in Canada as a boy. Yeah. yeah. And they already had a repertoire with how her personality was. So when she was in drag, they exemplified what she had already shown. Mm. When you don't know someone, they have to fit into what they already have set out to put in the edit, mm-hmm. which is very difficult to do when you're actually more talented than the people they know. Yeah. You're always yes. going to get the, they're going to try and make you look like you are failing in some way. So I think they did that in the untucked when Jimbo was reading someone, but they only played very strong reads and then no yeah. response. Do you remember yeah. that part? Yeah. I, yeah. Rita I Bagger, don't remember that yeah. part. Well, it's Rita Beggar and Jumbo. And she said, um, Your wig line looks like bath. You look like you dunked your wig in yeah. a toilet. <laughs> right. But it was iconic. Right. And it I think fantastic. they did that purposefully. They, yeah. they didn't respond. They didn't show what would naturally be the ping pong of that mm. combo. It was very much, this is the harsh one. This is the less reactive. That's moment. so true. It, That's it so one drag queen just sits there and takes that. Never. You but, would but, never. If you're an exactly. old school queen, you know how to read someone upside down. You would never oh, do that. It. It, it doesn't ring true. No, clearly. No, so yeah, I, I think... They tried it with Jimbo. Absolutely. You're right. They, they got Jimbo to... They wanted to portray Jimbo as sort of like the oddball, like a milk. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like not yeah. the finalist, but someone that is like rememberable. But Jimbo in that circumstance would have been a finalist. Yeah, exactly. Because Jimbo was actually, she, she was actually well-rounded and phenomenally talented. And like, yeah. if somebody nails a snatch game, there's something special. There are so many winners who've won the snatch mm-hmm. game. It really is like a turning point or a, like a crystallization point for so many queens. Mm. And Jimbo was, right. was exemplary. She's really up there in my mind in like kind of like top 10, top 20 snatch game uh, performances. Oh, absolutely. I think the producers... We're all watching Canada's Drag Race, and at the same time, seeing everyone's reaction and love for Jimbo, mm-hmm. and sort mm. of panicking because I don't think that they thought that Jimbo would get the reaction that she got by their edits. I don't think I they thought that, and I think that as the weeks went on, they're like, "Oh, actually, <laughs> oops." <laughs> Bring her I back think they positioned her as the old queen. I think they wanted her to be the old queen, like a tempest du jour. Yes, something they like that. They wanted to give that look to her, but she blew everyone away with her. I don't think they got that she wasn't just there in costumes that she got her friends to put together. She actually can construct from the ground yeah. up her her being. Yeah. So and on, that was the thing that blew everyone away. On that note as well, the 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 construction challenge mid-season where they had the three different fashion houses, which was like metal, mm-hmm. plastic, and paper. I thought they yeah. did her really dirty in that and Tainomi and Alona, the oh, paper absolutely. house were done so dirty in the metal house, which happened to feature Clement and Priyanka as well as Boa. 
was mm -hmm. they were in the objectively worst costumes. <laughs> and then we had these gorgeous, thematic, colorful paper garments that were like red for film. And Jeffrey Boyer Chapman was like, oh, you didn't paint your arms and your face is white. Um, <laughs> could you use your time back? I remember that. Mm. I remember that. I was like, are you out of your mind? Did you paint your oh. own face? The PTSD thing we got from that 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 judging that uh, season it was real triggered <laughs> from the ground. Really Stacy though, Stacy, Miss Stacy McKenzie. Oh, she's the, she's the saving under, grace. She was good. She was a ray of she sunshine. Was she was a ray of sunshine on that judging panel. She yeah. was so lovely and warm and so worthwhile. Her presence. I was so sad Stacy didn't come back for season two. Mm. I agree. I, I think that she was obviously a bit scared about the painting of mm. how they did. With, what's yeah. his name, Jeremy? Jeffrey Bonham Carter. Jeff yeah, yeah. Uh, forgive um, me. Um, <laughs> they, they did him. They did. They did him dirty. They did him dirty because it was yeah. clearly not his natural. And you, I've seen so many interviews of him before. Mm. He was charming. He was kind. He was absolutely. They really it was did a misconstruction. Like, we, Definitely. when I say we, I mean I. I was in a moment where I was like, Tom, <laughs> I cannot. You yeah, didn't talk I agree. about her it was because so I fake. cannot. I was, I was, I was. Oh. <sighs> You're right. <laughs> there we go. Well, so have you? Can I just? Can I ask you guys? So you've seen you've seen season two of Canada's Drag Race. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not lining that up as one of my background things when I do my admin because I rarely have the moment. But yes. I'm going to have it in the background when I do my work. And I, I, is it worth watching season two? Is it better? Yes. So I would highly recommend of all the seasons of Drag Race that have come out in this past year, season two of Canada is very, very good. The cast is phenomenal. So so okay. good, and you'll love the you'll love the fashion. Some of the queens in that they're top notch fashion. Um, there are like storylines that are like fun and shady without going overboard and being horrible and hateful. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. judging is milder in the sense that it feels more supportive. There's not that like crap derogatory stuff being thrown at people. Um, <laughs> and no, it's just like not all... the safe throwing, the mud throwing. We exactly. Come on the mud throwing. Yeah, <laughs> they learned from season one, didn't they? And just just say, <laughs> Stacy sort of makes an appearance when one of the girls pays tribute to her on the runway, but she's not a judge. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. She's a real. She's a real good energy person. She's like sunshine in a person. Nice. She really she is. is. I don't and... think she was doing anything shady. She was just giving the tea. No. And when someone was doing something off, she was like, "That's off, but I love you." Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what they should have done. We were watching season two of Canada at the same time as season three of UK, and we hmm. felt warmer towards Canada too. Absolutely. Really? So, mm. what did you think of season? Because I thought season three UK was a bit of an anticlimactic next season. It was like yeah. we picked up from such a mad, incredible cast season two. Season two season, is iconic. The season three and give me the journey. It it wasn't quite it was, yeah, it, it deflated. I'm gonna give you the floor. What did you think of season three of UK? <laughs> I think season three, I I just from what I remember, Tom, it's more my feeling because it was it was I felt <laughs> like it was it didn't live up to season to the hype that season one created. Season two added to the hype, yeah, season yeah. three took away. Yeah. 
She's a great away from it. And I got to say, I don't think it was the Queen's. I think it was the rushed production schedule. I completely agree with you. And I also think that when we were all at home in the pandemic, mm. it was such a moment where no one could do anything but watch TV. Yeah. And it gave a bigger audience to the Queens that were on that season, which was so deserted. Because I think when they redeemed themselves by coming back after the pandemic break, when Bimini did that um, rap. Oh, oh so, my so God. Good. When she leapt off the seat, I've got to sing her out because I just think, like, my God, she is such a brilliant talent. And I'm so excited to see what she does next. It's, She's it, it excites there, me, and true? I even know Lawrence. Yeah. I know Lawrence because I did a. I was judging oh. a ball in Glasgow, Michelle Visage, once mm. on stream. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't know. This is my my blight. I was wearing an Alexander McQueen corset. It wasn't the gin. It was the corset. <laughs> I have very little memory of that evening. <laughs> I was staying with John McLean. It was not my fault. Blame, Blame John McLean. <laughs> yes, it was. It was the. It was the gin and the corset. I don't know. But I, I vaguely think that I think that she was in the contest. <laughs> she was. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. But I love Alice Rabbit, who's also a, a Glaswegian queen, from, originally from Edinburgh, but does the whole. Anyway, I love that season. I wanted That's to hear cool. your opinions. I was intrigued. No, you yeah. haven't seen Holland because the last girl is Janae Jacquet. Have you have you seen the Holland season? Never, never, because no. I I love Amsterdam. I've been to the big yes. party in Rembrandt Square, which is insane. Oh my god! So back in the day, in in the old school, old school nineties, they used to do some naughty things in that area. Let me wow. tell you, Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. I believe you. Progressive yeah. and liberal yeah. city. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. been many times. It's a wonderful city. The, the um, red light district over, oh. overlapped with the, with the drag world, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm certain that it did. What are our thoughts on Janae's look? Do you know what my first thought is with this look? Yeah, is um, mm-hmm. I don't know if any. This is a little bit of a deep cut, but when I was little and I had my Super Nintendo and I loved fighting games, I had, I had this amazing fighting game called Weapon Lord. Um, of course, I know one. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, sorry. I think there's a. You might have said, okay. No, 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 Tom. Sorry. So I had this amazing fighting game called Weapon Lord. It was actually an early Namco game and Namco went on to make Tekken. And um, they, it was about kind of like medieval hack and slash kind of stuff. And there's this gorgeous Glamazonian fighter in it called Gentai who had like a ram skull helmet. And this is exactly what Gentai, uh, Gentai, Jenny Jacquet's look reminds me of because she's got these like ram's horns on her shoulders and stuff and this battle armor. And I think she looks absolutely oh, stunning. Yes. I love Very this. Very Aries God of War, isn't it? Mm. I thought, but watching the Meet the Queens, and she, was it Cap- she's like, maybe. But when you watch the Meet the Queens and you see how she plays into the dialogue and she's mm. saying that I... I'm all that girl, I'm that girl. It's not perfected. It's mm. not to the 10. Ooh. It's a good A. It's not <laughs> quite there. No, it really isn't. There's mm. no, the hairline's not being plucked. I'm, I'm being ridiculously... We love your opinion my... here because obviously you're the expert yeah, on go the in. beauty aspects here, Joe. We want to hear what you want to well, say. I'm not saying I do it myself. So please forgive me. You can judge me, everyone listening. 
look at what I do. I don't do everything fabulous all the time. <laughs> but if I was on a TV show where they were judging the way I look, yes, every wig would be plus Sorry. if I was going to call myself the queen. She says this while she's looking very stunning. But, uh, <laughs> go off. She looks like yeah, a yeah, screen. screen she's not oh, giving you. Valentina pretty. Look, she's you. not giving Valentina pretty. We're talking about oh, you, you, you. <laughs> You're saying this while you're looking like studying. Oh, so it's like, okay, oh, go off. I felt, I felt like Tonomi Banks with the big shoulders and the small pea head, but no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being I was, silly. I'm being silly. I was but, getting um, a, a no, little bit of, um, you know that um, McQueen for Givenchy show, the, um, Search for the Golden Fleece? Um, yeah. I, th- I think there's a look yes. that Naomi Campbell wore in that, actually, that was gold corset, ram's horns, and it's like, I feel like it's a little nod to that. Um. I can I can see where you're coming from. I yeah. I think it's more it, it's more of a generic theme. It it just doesn't give the contrast. Like for example, when you look at the American Queens, mm. I don't know what they do in America. It just they put the contrast up. Yeah. They put they they have like a stark difference between the lighting of how they do their makeup. It's not just a couple of shades up. It's like six shades up from the highlight to the contour. It's it's draft. <laughs> It's like a, a very big difference. Mm-hmm. I think in Holland, they they got a lot of um, big fish, small pond syndrome. Okay. It does feel like a very tight scene because we saw that in season two as well. That basically... Of course, and there's no money. There's no yeah. money. Unless mm-hmm. you're the consider verse on Eurovision yes. on a credit card, you're not going to be getting the endorsement deals in Europe. It did feel like all the queens knew each other. Actually, mm. very interrelated because we found out in season two that Tabitha and Vanessa Van Cartier were actually the drag mothers of season one winner Envy Peru. And I can um, believe it. Yeah, and the Countess had been doing Fred's makeup, and um, Vivaldi had been doing Fred's hair. I think it did feel like a very small, close knit community. Well, everything is everything is like um, a derivative of the fashion week in mm. the city you're from. Because mm. I was very surprised that they didn't do um, an Italian drag race surrounding Milan. Because the, the, there's a, there's a flamboyancy with the homosexual culture in, mm. in Italy, which I, is extraordinary. It's like tropical fish in like a strange like in the Colosseum, like that's the thing that I would like to see. They did drag race Italy. They they did do drag race Italia, but it was it was quite a low key sort of season actually. Um, well, that's interesting because I think it's probably because RuPaul's not towards Italy. That's exactly, and it's I've got to say, <laughs> Joe, like of all the season of Drag Race that came out internationally in the past year, it was one of the strangest. Like again, wonderful right. cast of queens, so lovely and so talented but so strangely judged. It was so weird. There was a weird... Because Italy's got a very Catholic um, version of of what beauty and conservatism Mm. is. So being the opposition of that on TV has always been like, you're kind of the the oddball. There Mm. wasn't a celebration or a liberation when you did something different. Yeah. Um, But but there really is. uh, There's something magical in Italian queer culture that I it's, it's actually very similar in Western Australia. There was an entire culture in Western Australia in the 70s around the Bowie era, mm. which was just influential on the entire world. All the bands, T-Rex, it, it was exemplary. It was just there was this performance art that started, which yeah. is extreme. Like in the same way that in the early um 
early 90s, late 80s, the Black Lips troupe, mm. which Anoni, Kabuki, Starshine, all of these incredible performances. Do you know Anthony and the Johnsons that became Anoni? I love Anthony and the Johnsons, yeah. Okay, so they transitioned to become Anoni. Yes. And they yeah. were part of the, the Pyramid Club, which Bunny and RuPaul were from. Delight mm-hmm. were from Madonna was a frequenter. Yes, it's yes. like there's these pockets of culture around the world that I don't think a lot of youngins know about. But yeah. it's been my moment to really research this and and inform people because it bled into the structure of the drag in that country. I loved that song that uh, Anoni did with um, Hercules and Love Affair, Blind. Oh yeah, was it good? With, I was obsessed with that for like a year. I still am. <laughs> She's a, she's British. She's originally yes. British, and then went to America. She, she's phenomenal, gorgeous, wonderful, Beautiful. talented. Those are our we, have to we have to do this again, by the way. We have to Absolutely. do it Absolutely, I was going to say. <laughs> I just felt like it's such a meeting of minds. It's wonderful. Yes, yes. Those are all the queens. Who are your top three? Who yeah. do you think is going to be top three? Everyone, go. Give us numbers, Joe. Okay, I think. That, well, my preference would be Bagger, Jimbo, mm-hmm. and um, the judge from Drag Race. Pangina. 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 Those would be my preference. I think they're great. I, I actually I think that's my, my, that's my three. The only and I'm person, not saying it because she said it, but that's it. The only person who might Maybe buy. Mo Hart. <laughs> Maybe Mo Hart instead of Pangina for me. I I actually think Jenny Jacquet as well is actually quite an all-rounder. It might be a bit of a dark. Who is she? From from Holland. We just talked about her. (laughs) We just spoke about her. (laughs) You know the one we just Joe, the one with the bad wig line. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, They use fish to mean that you look like a woman, but I mean fish because my memory is such. I'm so sorry. I think it's so interesting. Like, if I had my personal choice, I mean, I love Jujubee and I really love Mohart. And if any queen deserved a third chance, I think it's Mohart. I would actually see in future incarnations of this show because the American queens get so many chances with all stars and all sorts of other opportunities. I'd like, I'd like it to be kind of just the other alt, like kind of international queens, especially now we've got Italia, Espana, Down Under. Um, all these international franchises. Oh my god, we have to have a chat about Down Under. That was a oh, 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 oh. that was a moment. The, the, the words, one that was good in that season went home. In the words of Ginger Minch, that really was a rough spot. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know Ginger Minch have words. Jesus. <laughs> so, who are your top three then? If you're saying Janae, JK, and Moha, give me I, the top three. I think it's got to be like I'm really rating Pangina, Bagger, Jimbo. I really, I honestly, that's that's kind of like I see them as the golden trio, but vying vying for top five, maybe Mo, maybe um, Janae, Janae, Jamie, Jenny, Jenny, Jacay. That's it. Mm. Well, the episode drops in a few days, so I mean, we might, if if you're free, we'd probably love you to come in again for like an episode, and then just just go off on what we've seen so far. 
from what the I would love to do so. I okay. would love to be. I would be the Oracle in the Matrix. You could be Neo and Trinity. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we well, apparently, we shouldn't oh. be watching that. Um, we'll get Tom to Instagram <laughs> no, your personal assistant. <laughs> Tom, no, Tom, message no, your personal so assistant. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so, but I would like your. I, I would like your thing myself. It won't be yeah. Abby. It won't be Abby. It'll be me. You know what? You. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This is not gonna die, Tom. I'm gonna I'm, let Tom know this the whole. I'm time dabbing oh, away the dabbing away it's here and dabbing away it's here delicately <laughs> i do want to say thank you so much for joining our podcast we will get you back on absolutely it's, been just been, it's actually girl. been really it's so been good. Really good yeah um, but before we say bye um how can people find you Okay, so if you go into the forest in a dark evening, pick up a twig with two, <laughs> two branches and wave vibratingly yep. towards water. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, just search for Joseph Harwood and Joseph at Joseph Harwood on everything. Um, the old YouTube work is not continuing, so I've got a whole archive of work which you can still watch, which is at Joseph Harwood Cosmetics. Um, on YouTube and mm-hmm. also I built a new project in the lockdown called Agitprop which is spelled yes, A-G-I-T-P-R-O-P dot world and the reason why I started it was because I didn't see LGBT people doing lifestyle, growth, travel or beauty work all together mm-hmm. and if you spell those letters out LGBT anyway ah. you see <laughs> It's there. So I've done a it's vegan. There. I was in the veganuary campaign. <laughs> I've always been. I've never eaten anything that had eyes, unless I dated <laughs> them for a minute. But there you go. Um, always the exception. <laughs> always the exception. Mm. That's how you both got those cats. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but no. <laughs> but yes, finding a Josie Pollard, and yeah. perhaps I'll come back and and be foolish yes, again. That'd be great. Look, I'll put all those too. links. Let me, anyway. let me do, can I say something very quickly about absolutely? The yeah. I've given so much shady reading moments, but because I respect them so much, that's why I say it. I would never put someone down. I will give them the blessings. I wish them all well. They're queer people just like us. Absolutely. And we wish them the best. Is it the ultimate? Isn't it a, you read people you respect? Is that what they say? Absolutely. If I read Absolutely. you, it's a sign of, okay, cool. I respect you. I love you. Here's a exactly. bit of shade. That's it. I think the blue everything... whale doesn't read the sea monkey for no reason. You <laughs> want to encourage him to be a shark. There it is. <laughs> No, it's love. It's I, love. I think everything's being conveyed out of a place of love or truth. Absolutely. I don't, th- I don't think there's any worries about that. We'll yeah. put all the links to find you anyway in the show notes. And but... I can only recommend that yeah. people please check out Agitprop as, as a website. It's oh, thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Well, um, everyone that's been in the GNT podcast for today, uh, we'll be following and recording and podcasting about uh, the UK versus the world very soon. So make sure you join in. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. And yes, Miss Joseph Park. <laughs> see you guys next time thank you